for our first good talk via Zoom, via a call across the world from Romania all the way to California. Joined here with, by Robert and Kaylee uh, with Power Couples by Design. Thank you guys for, for being on this call and, and, uh, and chatting with me today. Hey, no problem. Next time we're going to have to come out to Romania. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're honored to be here with you. Yeah. This is the stepping stone. <laughs> exactly. Come on over. Romania is an incredible country. It's it's one of those countries that not that many people even know about or have been to, but it's just absolutely gorgeous, beautiful here. Uh, and the people. The people are yeah. incredible. I'm sure we'll make our way out there at some point. <laughs> awesome. Well, you're more than welcome. Um, so, you know, we, we connected a couple months ago through a mutual friend, Robert, and I was just so impressed on the call. Uh, getting to know you and what you guys are doing. Um, I haven't heard of anybody else doing something like it. I think it's very unique. Um, and so, so give us a little bit of an overview. Tell us, tell us about what is, you know, people have heard this term power couples, but power coupled by design. Tell us, what is this about? What do you guys do? <laughs> well, first of all, it's a privilege to meet you. And it's, it's funny, right after our call here, we're actually interviewing Corey Carlson for oh, our podcast. Yeah, I mean, literally, when we sign off with you, we're signing on with Corey. <laughs> so oh, I just thought about that right now. I was like, oh, you connect with me with Corey. <laughs> awesome. Glad to hear that. Glad to hear um, that. Yeah. So, I mean, power couples. So, at least here in the States, when you hear the term power couples, it's usually some high powered celebrity couple, you know, yeah. some, um, you know, someone in the movies, you know, like back in the day, it was Brad Pitt and um, right now, and Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, you know, those are considered like power couples or, you know, heads of industries, that kind of stuff, people that have achieved a lot in their industry and are well known. Um, so they kind of look at the achievements um, and they seem to do well together. But in our view, power couples isn't so much that, and, and we look at those, those couples as they have it all together. But the reality is, regardless of who they are, you don't have it all together. You're always, especially when you're in marriage, you're always working on it, or you should be, <laughs> some more than others. And so for us, a power couple isn't someone that's achieved everything and it's perfect and all that. It's really a couple that understands that they need to work well and keep working on their marriage yeah. as they're achieving their professional, their business. You know, in our case, we consult with business owners, married couples in business. So they're business owners. So they're trying to achieve in their business, but we, we know that and, and they know they can't sacrifice the personal life for the sake of the business. Otherwise, potentially everything can crumble. So that in short, that's kind of our, how we look at power couples. Very cool, very cool. And tell me a little bit about your guys' background. How did you, how did you get here? Why are you in this space? And, and, and yeah, what, what brought you here? Well, I come from a family line of entrepreneurs myself, so it's in my DNA. Yeah. And I was raised in a family business. Okay. So I know a lot of the ins and outs. My dad worked six days a week, wasn't home much. Um, and that was his baby. That was his life, his work. And so it was really challenging on the family. And so, um, so I come from that side of it and um, seeing yeah. the pros and cons. <laughs> so she said she has the empathy. She has the empathy on that side. Yeah. Um, so for me, my, my parents, they weren't entrepreneurs per se, but in some, some sake, in some ways they are, they're pastors. Okay. And so they're still running an organization, right? Running a church has a congregation. Um, when we moved to um, California from Hawaii, um, one thing I knew I didn't want to be was a pastor. So I went to, ended up going to business school. Yeah. 
Okay. And so I got a degree in marketing. As much as possible, huh? <laughs> I thought I thought it would be going away as far as possible from being a pastor, but we'll circle back to that. <laughs> so, you know, I get a marketing degree. My first job out of college was with Coca-Cola. Okay. Awesome first gig. Um, it was right at the time when they launched Powerade, the sports drink. Okay. And then also the World Cup was in the United States. So I got my hand 94? in event marketing as well. Was What's that? 90, was this 1994? Correct. All right, ninety four. Attended the World Cup in nineteen. <laughs> yep, yeah, correct. So that was when I started with Coke. I started technically in ninety three, but so I got I got a great experience in a lot of things, from big product launches to event marketing and all that kind of stuff. Um, but a couple three years into it, I knew that wasn't the industry I was going to stay in. So then I went into pharmaceutical industry, still in, still in sales and marketing, okay. um, but got a lot of great experience through those twenty five years. Um, and then towards the tail end of my career with Bristol Myers Squibb, my last company, um, I knew I needed to do something different. My next stage in life was going to be something different. So I started trying my hand in consulting. And so I knew marketing. So I figured I'd do marketing consulting. Makes sense, yeah. right? <laughs> um, and then as I got into these, working with these privately held smaller businesses, family run business, um, I started to see the gaps, not just in marketing, but just the way they were doing business. And they were needlessly suffering and struggling in their business when they really didn't have to. Um, you know, because most business owners, they don't have the experience, even the education of business, of running a business. They just have an idea, they're good at a craft, and they start charging for it. Um, and they just kind of learn as they go. And so for me, if we, say, if we just start to implement just sound business fundamentals into the business, they would, it would totally change. And so, so I, I started, I, got that heart for business, for small family business, right? And just knew that I could really help them out. Not so much with just the strategy stuff, but really more from a mindset. And then fast forward to now, I started as I get to know the clients, most of them are men, then they start talking about their personal life, then they start talking about their marriage. I start coaching them in their marriage. And then next thing I know, I'm starting to look at the connection between how their personal life and their business life is actually intertwined and one's affecting the other. Wow. The health of their marriage can affect the way they perform in the business and then vice versa. Wow. Talk more about that. What is that? How do you see that? I mean, I agree 100%. What, what does that look like? How, how, does, how does the one affect the other? Well, you know, if things aren't going on at home, what happens is, is the business owner, a lot of times you'll kind of subconsciously take it out in business <laughs> on your staff yeah. um you'll become more of a driver you know you, you start you don't want to go home so you spend more time in the business yeah. um you start to isolate mm -hmm. so when things aren't working out at home what they do is then they start putting all their energy into the business and the energy and the business might start actually doing better because they're putting so much energy in it yeah. but it's creating a deeper and deeper wedge into the relationship mm -hmm. until ultimately something can tumble and then which would really even disrupt the business, yeah. right? So what happens if you get a divorce? What's gonna happen to business? Because all the assets have to get split. So that becomes messy. <laughs> and so just because this one spouse is working the business and the other one isn't, doesn't necessarily mean that they shouldn't be both involved with the business at some level because it's their asset. Okay. It's their, both their assets, whether you, it's formally in the formal documents in the business or not, because you're married, especially here in the United States, right? As you know, once you're married, all the assets are going to be 50-50. Yeah. And so that creates that dynamic. And then on the business side, when things are stressful in the business, there's a financial implication at home. 
So once it hits, once that hits home, there becomes a whole host of issues and conversations that come up at home. So those are just, that's a quick example of how that gets intertwined. And then the spouse feels um, not included because they don't know what's going on. So there's a disconnect there. And then that causes conflict in the relationship. And then on the kids, it's hard. It's just, you know, there's no communication of what's going on. Because a lot of times if the spouse knows what's going on, they're able to um, either pray, give some wisdom, empathy, support, um, whatever they might be needing. But if they don't know what you're needing and it's just conflict all the time, you get into a vicious cycle. Yeah, yeah. I think that's very common, I imagine, amongst a lot of business owners and their spouses. It's unfortunately is very common. Handles the business and one handles home. And or we, they have their own career. They might have their own career, career. or some have their own business. Yep. Um, so there's a lot of reasons why there's that isolation. And then even when they're both working in the business together, a lot of times even that spouse that's supporting the owner in the business still doesn't know exactly what's going on. They're just yep. doing a specific job. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it comes back to they don't know how to communicate well and know how to resolve conflict well. Yeah. So that's why a lot of times they either withhold information or they don't want to know because they don't want to get into this conflict that they know they can't fix because they don't know how to do it well. Because a lot of times they're having the same, they can't get things resolved. So they're having that same conflict, that same uh, video or uh, tape playing in their minds like oh we can't talk about this so they have all these topics that they can't hot topics that they can't talk about because they're not able to get things resolved okay wow robert one of the things when we talked you mentioned you were you're helping explain to me why a spouse that's not involved in the business at all who kind of typically maybe has just i don't think about the business i'm not involved in that should be more involved in the business to at least to some degree uh, and I think you've alluded to it with the communication and things, but what are some of the practical reasons why you would, you would say that a spouse that goes, that's his or that's hers, we need to, we, we, don't, we don't talk about that at home, that's the business. Why do people need to overcome that and, and actually think and talk about the business? Well, like I said earlier, is that the business is typically the number one asset in their life. And so you should care. <laughs> Right. They may not care now, but when the business starts to suffer and hits the bank account, they're going to care. Yeah. Right. So let's care before all things go bad. Um, So at the very least, even if they're not working in the business, they should at least be chief counsel to their spouse that's working the business. Sometimes it's the husband, sometimes the wife that's working the business, but they should at least be chief counsel. They should be a sounding board. A lot of times these business owners, they feel isolated. Entrepreneurs in general, as you probably know, sometimes it can feel isolating. And so who better to confide in than your spouse? Who else is going to care or should care? (laughs) And so just being that sounding board, that shoulder to cry on, and then talk them off the ledge sometimes of making a bad decision because they're fearful. And sometimes just that word of encouragement from the spouse can mean all the difference in their mindset and their mentality and what they think they can do before they think things are going to cave in on them. But when you have a spouse that's encouraging you and points out the strengths in you as a leader, because sometimes we forget that as a business owner, sometimes, I mean, one of my clients, um, you know, he was, we're having lunch and he goes, all of a sudden he just out of the blue, he just says, I'm a bad leader. And I looked at him like, why do you say that? What, what does good leadership look like to you? And why do you think you're bad? And so he named a few things and I was like, I'm like, dude, you started this business from scratch and now it's a multi-million dollar business. You've got a staff, you've got manufacturing in China. 
I go, you can't be doing everything bad. <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, dude. You can't be doing everything bad because, you know, most half of the business fell in five years in the United States. Right. And so I said, dude, you're on the plus side of success for most businesses. And so you got to be doing something right. <laughs> and so, so that's kind of an example of how, you know, obviously it wasn't his spouse, but you know, how, if what it would happen, you know, the meaning when it comes from your spouse also sometimes means even that much more than when it comes from a consultant. Yeah. yeah. Because it's someone you're doing life with. It's someone you're putting your trust into. And so, you know, when we've had clients, that's, that's all he wanted from his, his wife. His wife had a career as a nurse educator and he wanted her to be involved, but she had a, there was miscommunication of what kind of involvement he wanted her to be. She thought she wanted him to work in the business and that's not what he wanted. He just wanted encouragement. He just couldn't, he just couldn't put the pin, he couldn't pinpoint exactly what he needed. Yeah. But through our conversations, I said, what you really need is encouragement. He says, yeah. yeah. And, and that's what his wife does every day at work is encourage these, these uh, patients in the hospital. Right. So I'm like, just, so there's, that's an example of how we can use her gifting to support the husband, even while you're not even working in the business, but just use your gift of encouragement in this case to encourage your spouse, because that meant all the world to him. Because as soon as we said that, made that connection, he just lit up. Just being able to communicate that because she was making his lunch, doing all this other stuff. And she's like, I don't have time to be involved in this business. I got my own stuff going on. I'm making his lunch. I'm doing this and that. How much more could he need? But he wasn't able to communicate what he needed. And when he was, and she's like, oh, I can, I can do, do that. that. <laughs> <laughs> That's easier than making lunch. You know? <laughs> so she was doing her best to support the husband, but neither of them can communicate what, what they really needed. Yeah. And so once that connection was made, then, oh, I get it. Um, so that's an example of how, even if you're not working the business, how you can support. But it's also an example, once we identified the gift, that there's other cases that, oh, now we know how the wife or the husband can actually work in the business. What's the best role in the business to support by understanding what they're good at? Yeah. Right? Because a lot of times the spouse will bring their husband or wife into the business primarily to fill an empty seat to save on payroll. Yeah. It's not necessarily based on, does it match? <laughs> I might have had a conversation like that uh, just this week. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> With, at your house? <laughs> yes, yeah. I said, we got some change coming. Maybe you could fill it for a little bit. <laughs> so what that does is create more dysfunction yeah. because now they start to, you know, really don't want to be part of the business more than they already are because they're already, they're already unhappy with what they're doing. Yeah. But once we rearrange and find what they're good at and what where in the business that matches, that's a whole different ballgame. Then the whole ballgame changes. And then when they are working the business, that creates so much increase in productivity because it's matching their gift and skills. Good. And you guys as, as third party, you know, outsiders complimenting this, coming alongside these couples are able to facilitate and foster a conversation that, like, like in that example, he, I mean, he, the husband didn't have the words or maybe even the thought to go, I'm looking for encouragement, but you've yeah. seen that um, uh, coming alongside them and uh, identifying that and speaking that out, maybe something, even if you would have identified it, wouldn't have felt comfortable asking for it. But the fact that you as a third party are able to, to do that is a real blessing to not only the business, right, but their marriage. And then, like yeah. you said, back to communication. Yeah. Um, so what does it look like? How do you guys come alongside couples? Um, what are what are some ways in which that happens? That, that couples are engaging and working with you guys. So we have you know 
some options from there's an online self-study course to then working with us personally as coaches or and then we're out, we're always in a, we're always looking for the opportunity to even train other coaches to do something similar other couples that want to do something similar so that's where the online resources come from so that way other couples that just want to use our resources to help others they can do that there's a whole thing that we a whole kind of partnership arrangements we have for that Right. But essentially, it's an eight. We start as an eight-week engagement with our couples. So we meet once a week for eight weeks. The first four weeks is addressing communication and conflict resolution between husband and wife, and we start by identifying their gift mix. So we have them do a series of four assessments that identifies what they're good in and what areas they have some gaps are. Right, personality type as a leader, as a leader, um, what their core values are. Because sometimes their core values, I mean, there's going to be some overlap, but there's also some differences. And that also, you know, when they don't know that, they, they cause, can cause some conflicts. Yeah. You know, family might be a huge core value for Kaylee, but it's not necessarily doesn't show up as one of my top five. Yeah. So that's why when it comes to holidays and stuff, you know, sometimes there can be a little bit of disconnect. But once you identify those things, then you can have a conversation of, okay, how do we, how do, we do this well? <laughs> okay. Yeah. And so... Um, so we start with those that, those assessments, and then we see what where there's synergy and what potentially causes conflict. But like this example with this couple, you know, the wife that was an encourager, that came from the spiritual gift test that we had them take. One of the her chief gift was encourager, and so we said, well, how can you use that to support your husband? So that's where that conversation came from. And then we have them come up with a one-page family plan. And then the next four weeks is on their business, uncovering the gaps in their business, what's holding them back from growth. And we still, and we walk them through this as husband and wife. Even when we get to the business side, even though the spouse isn't working in the business, we walk through it together so they know what's going on and they know how to best support their spouse. Their spouse. And then we talk about leadership stuff and then their organizational structure, how you grow your organization with the, with the team that you have, how do you, get the right people in the right seat, um, you know, on the bus, a la Jim Collins and good from good to great. And then conclude with having come up with a kind of a one page plan on their business. Um, And that's kind of the eight weeks. And then from there, they can, we can continue on. We have clients that we continue on and we continue to coach them in the business to implement, you know, what we've uncovered. Right. And so that's essentially how, how it works and just kind of start with eight weeks. And if they need more, we just keep going. Um, Or like I said, there's an online option as well. Okay, very cool. Tell me, you mentioned this one-page family plan of sorts that they come up with. What what does that look like? What are people, what are people putting into their family plans, and how are they using them? Well, they each individual put the, do their family plan, and then they come together. So they put the goals down, whether it's going to be business goals, uh, family goals. Uh, what kind of things do you see yourself doing, wanting to do in the future? Um, what kind of uh, dream big? What are some, just the two of you, this is huge. It's just being able to dream big. What is your future? What is something you want to do as a get together as a family or a couple and with the business so that you can um, be on the same page? And it's interesting when you start dreaming together, how your visions kind of come together and you're like, oh yeah, that would be fun. What about this? What about that? And then, I don't know, there's just something more fun about doing it together as opposed to uh, being isolated and doing it by yourself. And so then you both also buy in on the dream because it's something you did together as well. Awesome. Yeah, it's really giving them permission to dream and then have a conversation and then put it down on paper. Mm 
um, I think it's so important to put it down on paper um, because it's something you can reference. You know, put it on your put it on your refrigerator, on the wall in your office, or in a bedroom, or something like that. Um, it helps you focus on what you're trying to achieve and why you're working, why you're doing this business. And it incorporates the business, but it's not just the business because we have a separate business plan. But the business is part of your life. So how does that look? What does your best life look like, including the business? Okay. You know, part of just what we put down is, you know, what is what does our best life look like, especially how it incorporates our business. And one part that is in, in the vision section of our business is to be able to travel with our business. Right. And then have fun as we travel. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna go work, especially when you're going to a new location. I mean, next week we go to Ecuador and Colombia wow. for two weeks. Very cool. And so, you know, that's the that's one of those things. And then, you know, all these things start happening when you put it down. It's like this is what we want to do. So, like, when the opportunity came to teach entrepreneurship in, in a university in Ecuador, I told him, I said, if I'm going to be gone a week, you got to pay for my wife. So that was part of negotiation. So it was one of those things that gets front and center. So these opportunities can come, but they could have gone, they could have totally missed it. If it wasn't, we weren't conscious about putting down, we want to be intent. If we get the opportunity to travel for business yep. that we wanted to do together. So we can also have fun while we're there. So we extend our trip for a couple of days and then we have friends in Colombia. So we're going to stop over in Colombia, which is a layover for the airlines anyway. Oh, cool. And so, you know, it's, it's doing life. And so we don't get caught up in just having to do business. So even though I'm like a lot of people travel for business, but they're miserable at it Yeah, yeah. because it's just business. It's right? a detriment just, to the family. It's, it, it's exactly, yeah. exactly. So how can we do it? Well, so, you know, we're fortunate that we get to work together too. And not every couple has that exact unique situation. Um, but it's one of those things that how do you be intentional about, you know, working well and doing business well, where it doesn't, negatively impact the family but it actually can enhance the, the life of the family so and that's the design part of the power couples by design is you design for each couple and uh, family what that looks like and so that was something that we wanted to do and was important to us and it helps us too by having the plan stay focused because we both know what the plan is because i can get distracted with shiny shiny you know and it could all be good stuff too things that i love but it's you know and then you look turn your head and you're like, Oh my gosh, how did we get so far off, yeah. <laughs> off plan for our business that, you know, we wanted to go this direction and I'm clear over, you know, going the opposite way. So it helps us stay on track and um, have the vision and moving forward and with right. the business. Yeah. So as you said, Kaylee said, it's, you know, it's your design, but it's also God's design. So it's kind of twofold. The design part is twofold. It's God's design and your design and your design is really just, just, uh, um, an expression of what God wants for your marriage because it's, it's he's putting in your heart a certain vision you know you got married for a reason there's something that you had going on you may not have been able to articulate it and it wasn't in paper and anything but this planning. is a chance for, it was completely what's that? tax planning yeah <laughs> so this is your chance to put this kind of stuff down on paper is yeah. what is God's plan and design for your marriage and for your family let's put it down because otherwise, fast forward 20 years, 30 years, and all you've been doing is working. And spouse is home taking care of kids or have their own career or have their own business and you're just working, working, working. You have some vacations or whatever, but everything's, it's not quite connected and not quite in synergy the way God had intended for your marriage, for your family. And so this is an opportunity for you to, let's talk about this and yep. put it down on paper. Wow. I think it's so common for, I like that you guys start right with the, with the family. 
and and yeah. it's it's very much in line with priorities. And I think exactly. it's so often for entrepreneurs and business owners, the priorities just become out of whack because this exactly. this one is home is okay, and there's always problems in the business. There's always opportunities for yeah. improvement, and and so focus on the business and home oftentimes gets neglected. And what you, from what I understand, you guys have really are bringing it back into alignment. And go, what's right for you and your your family, and God's plan for your family, and then how does the business complement that, and and vice versa? How can they exactly. both be in alignment where you're working in the same direction? Exactly. So you hit the nail on the head. Alignment, alignment, and priorities. So it should be God, family, business. But in practicality, what happens as the execution of it in life is usually business, family, and God. Yeah. And so I think, especially here in the United States, we've kind of bought into this notion that you have to sacrifice the personal life and sometimes even your faith life for the sake of the business because it's the thing that brings income, right? So we use that income piece as an excuse to say, I got to focus over here. Hmm. The reality is when you have your alignment and your priorities in line, and you go God, family, business, it's amazing how God blesses your priorities and your focus on the family to bless the business. So you can actually, the business can build better, even stronger and bigger when you have your priorities correct. Wow. Because if it's the other way around, when, you, when your family life suffers, right? So like when your family life suffers, because in, in, in essence, you're... Um, I'll say I'm kind of fumbling on the words, but when your family life suffers, eventually it's going to catch up mm -hmm. in the business and you don't want that to happen. And, and so what happens is when you, when you're focused on what you're supposed to, on your priorities and you concentrate on that, you'll find a way to make the business hum and do better without you having to spend 24 hours a day in it. But we think that we just to, in order to improve the business, we have to put more time into it, which is actually, totally goes against even physiology that more time doesn't mean more productivity it's actually as time goes on your productivity during a day actually starts to wane so after six seven hours in a day working your productivity is going to diminish pretty quickly after that it diminishes throughout the day anyway but after seven eight hours it starts to really quickly diminish so putting more time in actually doesn't do anything so getting home and rest being with family re-energize so that you're ready for the next day to be even more productive. Because otherwise, if you put that 12, 15 hours in a day, you're gonna be drained. So even when you go home to sleep, you're not gonna be at peak performance even the following day. By the end of the week, you're gonna be wiped. Yeah. yeah. But if you were at a more consistent state of energy throughout the week, because you just worked well, you manage your time, spend time at home, because being at home with your wife, your family re-energizes you, right? That's yeah. your time to be able to unplug. Yeah. Um, and then you'll see throughout the week, by the end of the week, you'll find yourself even with still with a good amount of energy to be productive on Fridays, much better than you used to be before. So it's all about productivity and keeping your energy level up. And for that, you need rest. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I, I'm uh, guilty as charged in, in many ways. Uh, conviction is happening. Um, <laughs> And uh, I didn't even throw yeah, one scripture I, at you, which I could, but I won't. <laughs> I can see, I mean, that's, you know, that's why I wanted to do this, this chat with you because I just, I think there's, it's just such a common issue with business owners. 
and yeah. and I, I can see that and I mean even you know hear it a little bit out of your story Kaylee when you growing up I mean your family like it, you've 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 endured that <laughs> and and seen it on the other end and and it's so cool that you're turning around and, and using that now to bless and and really change other families and I, I think the kids are probably the largest affected by this yeah, yeah. and and it for no other reason for couples to be doing this but for their children yeah. and to, to and and to for them to see how the choices their parents are making is impacting them and yeah. um yeah i mean you know robert at the beginning of the call you mentioned you know growing up your dad was a pastor and i think what you're you know like like you said i mean you're you're providing not just consulting um uh helping with communication uh, but you're, you're helping in many ways pastor these couples and yeah. and challenging them and and discipling them in mm -hmm. in how in marriage and business yeah and unfortunately that's i think oftentimes it's a missing ingredient in a lot of our churches uh discipleship mm -hmm. and especially to business owners and mm -hmm. especially wealthy people Mm -hmm. uh, because it's it's a, a touchy to a touchy topic yeah. um, for you guys how do you stay I mean in the midst of this you, you said it a little bit earlier but uh, how else do you guys stay in that sink and in that rhythm I mean you're you're, you're together in this business right and yeah. working from home and so <laughs> I'm sure it's it's really tough for you guys to also live it out I imagine what what does that look like for you guys yeah, that's a good question. And, you know, before I answer that question, though, you know, my dad is a pastor. I also saw there's there's parallels between mm -hmm. my dad being a pastor and running a church as it was to her family, an entrepreneur. I bet. The sacrifice of the family came because of the, the call from God with the congregation. So the congregation came first and the family was last. Yes. So there's actually a lot of similarities. So 2.0 for power couples is actually going to be power couples in ministry. Nice. Because there's huge parallels. There's not a whole lot of changes we need to make make in our program other than some of the verbiage <laughs> so that pastors can kind of connect a little bit better. Yep. But how we how we do well is we're, we're, we're like what we what we talk about is we got to keep working at it. So a lot of times some of the videos that we put on, the little tips that we put on or on our podcasts or even well, on our own material. See sometimes we're going to do a video. Sorry, Hedy. Like especially at the beginning days, we're going to do a video and we we would get into some kind of, what do you call it? Honey? Intense fellowship. Intense fellowship. <laughs> it's like, oh, really, yeah. honey? Are we getting on to do an interview? And he's like, really, honey, right now? <laughs> Actually, before this call, <laughs> there was a good example right before this call. Yeah. She asked me, what do we need? What do I need to know about them? And I go, seriously, we got five minutes. <laughs> I go, why don't you ask me this? Like at least a half hour before. Anyways. So we have, we have, we always have opportunities to practice what we preach. Yeah. And so I guess one of the good things for our marriage is that what we're doing, we have to stay accountable um, to Lucky what we're talking us. about. So to our clients and yeah. to, to what we're doing as we're talking on this. So, yeah. so, you know, funny story is I told you Ryan before this, but you know, it was almost about a year and a half ago, a little about a year and a half ago is when I, we came up with this concept to test it out in a weekend workshop with some couples in business and then it was last January is when we kind of did a pilot launch with some couples. We did the uh, weekend, uh, the weekly uh, coaching and all that. So the, the November, December before we, we kind of launched it and put, putting together all the curriculum, all the content and worksheets and all that. 
I'm sitting at my computer <laughs> and I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> what am I putting together stuff for marriages? I'm like, what am I doing? I go, this is not me. <laughs> this was not on my radar. This is her. <laughs> if anybody should be doing this and leading the charge, it yeah. should be her. And But I'm the only one sitting developing all this content. I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> and so all that to say is that, you know, the Lord has a good sense of humor and I'm, I'm the guinea pig of that. And so, but uh, no, but I, you know, I kind of naturally, you know, the way, the way Lord presents the opportunity, just throws stuff in me and he knows how I'm wired is that if I see a problem, I want to solve it. Yeah. And so the problem I saw was the disconnect between marriage and business. Mm -hmm. And so I said, we got to solve this. And that's why I told Kaylee, I said, I asked her, why don't we make this, why don't we formalize this thing and be intentional about targeting married couples in business and not just coach them when the opportunity arises, but actually let's start with their marriage and then flow into the business and do it in that order. In fact, I got asked one time, this actually it was a Christian networking group. And she asked me, why do you start with the business before, why do you start with the marriage before the business? I said, well, isn't the marriage more important than the business? And she smiled and she said, okay, <laughs> I go for no other reason than that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was the order because that was the most important. And so I guess, I know that's a roundabout way to answer your question, but we hold ourselves accountable because of what we have to do with our, our couple. So I think some of the things we do is um, we have a weekly meeting, we go for coffee. Cool. And actually you're good about that. Monday afternoons, 3.30. Yeah. So and, if you want to catch us, go to Jones Coffee Shop in Pasadena, three thirty on Mondays. Nice. And we'll we talk a about room for the meetings. No, we, oh, no, no, we should, huh? We should ask them. We talk about um, what's coming up. Um, where do we see things going? And um, yeah, just kind of strategize. Good. And then um, you're good about this too. Usually, I'll try and do a date night because it's. You need to get out of the house sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, working from home. Just, yeah, working from home. Yeah, different scenery, different, yeah, different pace. Scenery. Um, and once a month, we'll do our take our team meeting to the beach, oh, and so nice. we'll have an extended time because we beach. love the beach. Cool. Yeah, awesome. The benefit so, of being in California, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of it is really having that time, carving out that time to just be with each other, even though we don't have kids, but still, we know it's that time, and we're not just just doing, 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 but it's, we're present for each other and we just talk right. and a lot of it's the business and stuff is also dreaming, visioning, talking about the future, as she says. So um, just that time to really have concentrated time just on that, because you'd think, you know, especially cause we don't have kids, you'd think it'd be easier for us to be talking about those kind of things all the time, oh. but we're just like anybody else that we just get busy yep. and we're not always together. You know, sometimes yeah. I'm out meeting people alone or she's up doing something differently. So we're not always together. Yeah. And so, you know, you just get busy and then you don't have that intentional block of time to just talk about certain things. Yeah. And so having that weekly time to do that, I think has been helpful for our marriage nice. um, as well as what we're doing now with this, with this business. But I think, so I think people have heard us doing that. They said, Oh, we should do that. I say, yeah, I should. In fact, that's what we encourage our clients to do. Awesome. Go have coffee or do something different. Have a block of time, get out of the office, get out of the house yeah. and just talk. And this kind of goes along with that is one of our visions is we want to go to Hawaii and work from Hawaii for like a couple months nice. <laughs> so we can work and play because yeah. <laughs> you can do it remote. So, you yeah. know, I mean, so those are kind of like our dreams, visions, so that things we talk about in our meeting. And I think that's incredible. Yeah, I love the, how they, the business then can complement that. I mean, if that's your personal goals and objectives, 
and shaping and crafting your business in a way that allows you to help accomplish that. Mm -hmm. it's um, actually, it actually has formed the basis of our business model. Very cool. Because if we want to do this, we can't have your typical business that we're tied down to a location, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and as a consultants and coaches, we're not anyway, but still, even I, we don't talk to our clients, what are your family vision? your family goals so that we craft the model of your business for that. So even if you have a typical brick and mortar business, we can, you can do something similar to us where we can take off, you know, maybe for months on end. And what yeah. that means is, well, you're going to have to build a very strong leadership team. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you got to be your, your number one goal. If you want to do that, your number one goal in your business right now is to develop a strong leadership team. Mm. And when you do that, a lot of great things happen in the business besides just creating strong personnel. It'll actually get infected to all the business. You'll have better products and services. You'll deliver better customer service. When you have strong leadership team that carries your DNA, you're going to see your business flourish in all aspects. And then it's a way for you to now that's that your first phase of succession is to be able to take those times off, take those vacations for extended period of time, not just a few days or not just a week or two weeks, but to be able to do that because you've developed a strong leadership team that you trust. And your spouse and family will totally be on board because they will know the vision. They were part of that. And so they're going to help you meet that goal. And that, and that comes from the discipleship model that we use to train up your leaders. Use Jesus' discipleship model. Yeah. It's a, we call it the 31270. So he has his 12 disciples, but he did life with three, Peter, James, and John pretty much wherever Jesus was, at least those three were there. And he poured his life into them because he knew even with only 12, it's hard to really be intentional about discipling well 12 people. Because yeah. you only have so much time in the day, right? Yeah. But you can really do well with three. And then those three can help you disciple the 12, the other, or the other, other nine, which in turn helps with the other 70, right? And down the line. So basically what you're doing is you're inserting your DNA into the three they carry your DNA. They can now infect the other nine, the 12, the, the rest of the organization. So you always need that three. So in every business, you want to identify your three. Wow. These, are the people, these are the people I'm going to do life with. So not just share business stuff, yeah. but share your life. And there's a different relationship that happens when you do more than just train them to do business. Hmm. right? When you're doing life with them, yeah. sharing your personal stuff, even some challenges sometimes, there's a wholly different relationship. So that, I mean, your leadership, the, the strength of your leadership will be so strong. Cause I'm, I'm I ask, I, I tell the, you know, the clients that are Christian, I said, imagine this, Jesus knew he only had three years to develop a team to then go out and spread the gospel throughout the world. Yeah. How do you do that in three years? Yeah. Right. Yeah. means you really have to develop leaders well intentional <laughs> <laughs> yes. ones that are going to are willing to die for you basically right so yeah. i mean take his model it wasn't just because he was supernatural because he was jesus i mean he did some very practical things that we can learn from in our own organization so if you take the 31270 model that jesus had you'll, you'll build a great team wow that's good so if a couple wants to learn more about you guys and maybe engage, get, you know, get to talk to you guys on a call like this and get some coaching, consulting directly for them, uh, how, how do they go about that? Um, and and where, yeah, where's a good starting spot for them? Oh, I can just 
directly email us at an info at power couples by design power couples with an s by design.com or go to the website power couples by design.com you can follow our podcast power couples by design <laughs> nice. or on facebook and instagram which is power couples by design <laughs> so, so so there's a number of ways you can follow us or and message us through through social as well um and the way you can to see some of even our free resources as well as the website or you know and our podcast on the website too but if you go to the website you'll gain most of that and then on facebook and on instagram we do weekly videos as well four minute videos um so there's a number of things that we're there's always out there that we're, we're putting out there That's great. Um, but yeah if you definitely want to contact us directly just email us info at powercouplesbydesign.com okay. and uh cool. we'll be we'll see what we can do to help and then maybe even launch a group, a cohort, or some leaders even in Romania. So we, we're open for that. Incredible. You can come speak. <laughs> I yeah. You guys are, I think it'd be incredible. I think you guys are gonna continue to grow. I, I love your idea helping not just business owners, but uh, pastors, I think missionaries. Um, it's it's really, anytime where somebody's, it, it's that entrepreneurial when they're starting something, even nonprofit yeah. leaders, right? Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, when, you're, when you're starting, creating something, building something that's your own, you have, that easy tension of finding your identity in the work that you do. And, mm -hmm. and when that happens, priorities flip. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and you guys are just like, like you said, just helping correct that and bring alignment back into that. Like, it's an incredible work you're doing and truly a, a, a ministry in and of itself. And um, a question I always ask everybody at the end, it's a bit of a ringer. So take some <laughs> a minute or to think about it if you want. Um, but we always ask people, good, the word good, what is good to you? When you hear the word yeah. good, what is good to you? Well, I mean, for me, it's always just trying to good by to people, hmm. right? One of my, uh, my, my own brand statement for myself is just developing people. That's, that's, I think it's my call in life, <laughs> right? Just developing people. So I'm always, and to do that, you, you gotta be good to good by them. So kind of like lead by example. And so, you know, it's where just always leaving that impression about doing, doing good to other people. And in turn, hopefully they, they do that to other people. So, I mean, that's, that's my first impression, what good means to me. Yeah. When I hear good, I think relationships that I want to have good relationships and that um, I have a heart for women finding their voice. And so that's good for me. Awesome. Yep. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for joining me on the call and, and for sharing your, your wisdom, experience, being vulnerable. Um, really appreciate that about you guys and uh, really look forward to our, our partnership. Sure. Thank you, Ryan, for having us. It's been Thanks, fun. Ryan. Yeah. Thank you. I feel honored. <laughs>